Happy Friday and welcome to The Ron Show for Friday, December 2nd, 2022. I'm your host, Ron Roberts, and you're listening to us, hopefully, on the America One Radio app and on AmericaOneRadio.com. Well, if not, then you're enjoying the archived audio at ronshowatl.com or via SoundCloud. All right, let's get right to it. Today is the last day to early vote in the Senate runoff for the remaining Senate seat to be adjudicated upon by the American people in the midterms. And Reverend Senator Raphael Warnock enjoyed a visit last night from former President Barack Obama at Pullman Yards. We'll have some audio from that later in the show. We'll also go over the uh, current wait times, although I'm recording the show rather early in the day Friday, so they may not reflect airtime. But just to give you an idea of what you're facing if you're leaving work, we'll try and give you a little bit of a snapshot of how these wait times are looking, depending on where it is that you're looking to vote. I can say that in general, if you live in Fulton County, head to Palmetto. (laughs) The Palmetto wait times have been ridiculously low, comparable to the rest of the county. That being said, if you live in Alpharetta, the drive to Palmetto is quite longer round trip than just sucking it up and waiting in line at your place to vote in Alpharetta. I'll tell you what, one of the headlines that I really want to hone in on in this first segment is this. Uh, President Joe Biden is looking to make some changes in the primary calendar in 2024. Washington Post reporting that President Biden has recommended to the DNC that South Carolina be the nation's first primary state, followed by New Hampshire and Nevada, and then Georgia and Michigan. Now, I can tell you this. I lived in South Carolina for 11 years. And being a Democrat, being someone who has worked on three congressional campaigns (laughs) in the state of South Carolina, that is not a state that would be, I think, an actual snapshot of the will of the electorate or even the will of the Democratic Party. It's not a very liberal state, even when you look at those who are left of center. However, I do believe that the sole reason that Biden is making that move is essentially just a nod, a thanks, to Jim Clyburn and South Carolina Democrats for, let's be honest, saving his primary campaign in 2020. If you'll remember, he was on the brink of having to bow out because he didn't win Iowa. He didn't win New Hampshire. Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg were the the two campaigns looking the, ironically, most spry and invigorated. And then, of course, COVID reared its head and adjustments had to be made. And most of the candidates in the Democratic primary at the time coalesced behind Joe Biden, knowing that there wasn't going to be much of a primary calendar with COVID on the horizon. And so most of the party elite got behind Biden into the South Carolina primary. Jim Clyburn, of course, giving the nod. He is the kingpin of South Carolina Democrats. What he says, that party's electorate essentially does in almost lockstep. Again, I lived there 11 years. I know how that machination works. So it seems to me like there isn't much of a logistical or sociological reason for choosing South Carolina to be the nation's first primary state other than thanks for helping me get over the hurdle. 
from Joe Biden. Uh, Nevada, New Hampshire, again, um, New Hampshire and Nevada are, are two states that are teetering on the brink of going one way or the other, uh, blue or red. But also Georgia and Michigan, two larger states that are a lot like that. Notice, by the way, we haven't brought up the state of Iowa. And thank God, are we not all tired of seeing our presidential candidates kowtowing to the Iowa electorate? And I love, I love Iowans. I, I love that state. It's a beautiful state. It's, it's a state that Democrats don't carry. So why would we, not that we carry South Carolina, I get that. I, I have the same beef. But I understand why Biden's doing it, even if he's not coming right out and saying it. But Iowans, on the whole, aren't reflective of the will of the electorate, the same way Californians wouldn't be or New Yorkers wouldn't be. No, I, I actually like this. I like, I like this makeout. And the reason why I like the fact that smaller states like New Hampshire and Nevada, even South Carolina to an extent, are first before Georgia and Michigan is because those are smaller states population-wise and in New Hampshire's case, geographically. It gives upstart campaigns an opportunity to get their footing. Also, is it not interesting that we're talking about the 2024 primary season and Joe Biden making the making the moves to map out the primary calendar? Do I think this is him setting it up for himself? I mean, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. I don't know if I've said this on the show or not. I have a hunch that he's not going to run in 2024. It's just a hunch. But, I mean, it's, it's not an uneducated hunch either. I mean, he just turned 80 years old. He'll be 82 in two years. Is he as sharp as he's ever been? Mm, it's debatable. That being said, his first two years as president has been about the most accomplished two years for a first-term president heading into a midterm that you could ask for. He's gotten a lot of his agenda across the aisle, across the finish line, signed, sealed, and delivered. Now, in a letter that Biden wrote to members of the DNC's Rules and Bylaws Committee, he said, we must ensure that voters of color have a voice in choosing our nominee much earlier in the process and throughout the entire early window. Again, that's a nod to South Carolina. A majority of South Carolina's Democratic voters are people of color. Not so much in New Hampshire. Pretty much the case, though, in Nevada. So I think there's a little bit of a balance there. You're, you're seeing some, some lesser populated states with some diversity taking the lead in deciding who will be the party's nominee. And then you get to Georgia, which is a fairly diverse state, and Michigan, a little less so, but states with a lot of electoral sway big pockets of population, obviously states that uh, either are in play going left or right, or in Michigan's case, states that have swung solidly to the left. 
it's interesting to see this all play out now. And again, with the scepter of Joe Biden either deciding to or deciding not to run for re-election in 2024. Now, a lot of y'all don't care about that. I, I happen to think this is just interesting stuff. Very wonky, very inside the beltway, very how the sausage is made. But this, sort of, this stuff does interest me. It also elevates Georgia, and I'm just going to tell you now to get, pre- get prepared for it. This elevates Georgia when, when, you, when you bring Georgia closer up on the calendar in the primary season. This also means we're going to get swamped with visits from potential nominees, and the ad dollars will roll in. And this makes Georgia, as I think it should be, given its purplish, reddish, bluish, wobbly hue, it, it gives Georgia some clout. Now, it's not a fait accompli. Biden isn't a dictator, even within his own party. And he also has to get approval from Brad Raffensperger and Brian Kemp to move the primary date. But what he is suggesting is South Carolina, February 5th, 2024, New Hampshire and Nevada on the same date, February 12th, Georgia, February 19th, Michigan, February 26th. And New Hampshire, I don't know why, New Hampshire and Iowa Democrats are not happy about this. One Iowa official called the president's decision a kick in the teeth. And New Hampshire Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan said, it's deeply misguided. I happen to disagree with her. I'm sorry. I'm sure New Hampshire is lovely, and I'm certain those are very nice people. But New Hampshire does not give a proper snapshot of the Democratic Party electorate or the American electorate. And that's something that the party needs to be mindful of when, when we're going through the process of choosing our nominee. All right, next segment, we'll look at some wait times. Uh, we'll also ooh, review some good economic news. Yes. Are we going to avert a recession? And if so, doesn't the president get some credit for that? And wouldn't the Republicans get no credit for that? Hmm. We will tee that up for you next segment here on The Ron Show. Later in the show, you're going to get a lot, and I mean a lot, of audio from the Warnock-Obama rally last night in Pullman Yards. I did not go to that. I went to the one at College Park a month or so ago, and I think my lower back still hurts from standing in that line on that sidewalk, where I did get to meet my good new friend, Valerie. We still text each other all the time. Cannot wait to uh, see her again. Hopefully, it'll be one of those times when she says, hey, I'm going to a Hawks game. You want to come with? Just throwing that out there, Valerie. Anyway, Ron Show returns after this on the America One Radio app and AmericaOneRadio.com. Hey, I want to share a bit of an email. My good friend and the first lender I worked with professionally in real estate, Greg Janicki, sent me earlier this week. Uh, Greg's a vice president and branch manager with a uh, first community mortgage and another proud cat dad, too, and a joy to work with should you decide to be a home buyer. Now, his email was written to real estate agents, but I think the message applies to tentative potential home buyers and income property buyers, too. Now, here's an excerpt that I wanted to share with you. Today's uh, WSJ prime rate hit 6.25%. When I entered the business, Greg's talking here, in January of 1990, the prime rate was 10%. That was my first year in lending, Greg says, and I made more money than any of my previous 16 years in the corporate world. People were buying homes, cars, appliances, furniture, and doing home renovations without fear of rates. 
Last month, more building permits were pulled than the previous month. On Tuesday of this week, that was last week, a seller in East Cobb accepted an offer of $80,100 over list price after being on the market a whopping five days. Although I, Greg says, could go on, you get the point. The fact is real estate is alive, certainly not running at the pace of five months ago, but by no means stopped or dead as some newscasters are promoting. And he's right. By the way, I am an agent, Ron Roberts, with EXP Realty. I am a realtor, and I'm here to help you if you have questions about buying or selling your home. Now is not a bad time to buy. Much better than it was for your parents and grandparents when we were looking at their rates from 15, 20, 40 years ago. It's also not a bad time to sell if you've got a property worth selling. And if you don't, got some issues you need fixed up, I've got folks that can help you with that as well. Hit me up at 843-283-0078 or email me, ron at ronontheReal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720.